0: comes in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a
1: I am your host Bishop Freda Carwell Lord, Senior. Now lend me your ear. And let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Stand alone,
2: Today's message The Cost of Discipleship. And now, here is Bishop Caldwell. My husband told me, Don't be tithing.
0: Too much money out of our budget to be going to the church. The Lord said, Now, I want your affections for people around you to be crucified. We ought to obey God rather than man. Now, Jesus said, you got to hate your husband. You got to hate your children. You got to hate your wife. Ain't that what your Bible say? Is that what your Bible said? All right, so don't be looking at me cross-eyed.
1: Come on, preacher.
0: Come on, preacher. Now, understand something here. He says, now, if you don't hate all these folk, even your sister, and even your own life, listen, you cannot be my disciple. Cannot be. Cannot. That's a word of impossibility. Say you cannot be. Say it, cannot. Cannot. All right. You cannot. Now, Now, listen to this. When he's talking about hating here, He's not talking about what people normally call hatred. Amen. Amen. Huh? Amen. So, some of y'all get that brick out your mind. I mean you <laughs> I can almost see some of y'all picking up brick on your way home, you know, that really do your mate in, you know. Uh-uh.
1: <laughs>
0: when the Lord is talking about hating here, he's talking about your love for him ought to be so great and on such a high level. Until the people that you have close communication with will be overshadowed by his love in your heart. Because they can't produce the love that they need to produce on their own. And whatever they do, they can't love you like God can love you. Huh? See, a lot of us look for that out of the people we married to and the people that are around us. You cannot get all that from the person you're married to. Neither can you get all that from the person you engaged to. The love of God is the greatest love of all. And people just can't produce that because self can't produce it. So when we look at our love for God and what people are able to try to generate on their own in comparison, hey, hatred. In other words, if we love God like we need to, our love for those around us won't be no less. That's what it's saying. If we really love God, men, like we're supposed to, we won't have problems loving our wives. If kids really love God like they're supposed to, they won't have problems loving their parents. And in comparison to the two, it's called hatred. Man cannot produce the God kind of love on his own. So Jesus is saying, you got to love me first and foremost. And if you love him first... You know, and, and your mate is talking crazy, man, you brush all that to the side. I'm going to church. Amen. You can sit here and talk crazy if you want to. I'll see you when I get back. Amen. In other words, Jesus is saying, you put me first. Don't you let nobody tie you down from loving me. And if you get to the point where you have to make a decision, realize that the decision was made when you gave me your heart. So therefore, don't let people control you. You let my spirit control you. As men as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So to love Jesus means that we won't love our, lo- our loved ones any less. But you see, you get into problems when you know what the Word say and you're going to sit there and let them tell you contradictory to the word. Jesus say, hey, don't go for that. Right. Yeah. Right. Now that's just plain down three, four talk. <laughs> All right now, so then. The Lord pulls the first thing away from us and that is those around us that we are affectionate toward. He say, don't let them control you. Love him first and then obey him. No man has a right to tell somebody to disobey the Lord. In him we live, move, and have our being. And they're going to jump up and disobey him. Man, he might cut your oxygen supply off, you know. All right, now watch this. Verse 28, for which of you intending to build a tower, sit it not down first and count at the cost whether he has sufficient to finish it. Lest perhaps after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. Now listen to this. The Lord is saying, now if you're going to follow me, remember this. Don't start out with me and to go and get a little tough and then you decide that you're gonna back up and not follow me anymore he said now uh-uh he said now this man uh that was intending to build a tower he first sat down he counted what it was gonna cost him he uh weighed out whether or not he had sufficient enough to finish it then the reason that he did this was because he did not want to start and stop now the lord is saying right here listen if you're going to follow me, I want you to go all the way and realize that it's going to cost you some close relationships. I've known people whose marriages, some, of, some in this church, marriages have been broken up. Because what? They followed Christ. And the, and the spouse didn't like it. So they decided to go on with the Lord. You see, that's what the Lord is saying. Count the cost. It's going to cost you something. Some of you, you know, I know for a fact Some men don't come to church if their wife don't come. And some women don't come if their husbands don't come. In this church. Men, it's a poor example to follow your wife to church. I think that needs to be turn around y'all need to follow one another now listen so the Lord says now anybody with good sense before they build a tower they're going to sit down first they're going to count the cost they're going to see whether or not they got sufficient amount to finish the project say because if they don't if they get started and don't have enough to finish then people gonna mock them I know a lot of people that started out and where are they today? They're back on the streets. They're doing drugs. They're back into a whole lot of other stuff. You know why? Because the road got too long and too demanding. They started out, but they didn't count the cost starting out. So what happened? They went back. And when you go back, the world gonna mock you. Boy, you know, you know, let me tell you, you know what a straight is? You know what a bind is? Where you have made a decision to follow Christ and you're not doing that. And then you try to go back to your partners in the world and they know the decision you made and they really don't want to have anything to do with you. That's a straight. So the Lord is saying now if you're going to follow me, count the cost. If your wife leave, will you go on? If your kids leave, will you go on? Will you be as faithful? I have known some who had their parents to die and quit coming to church. That's what the Lord is talking about. Man, don't let nobody and nothing stand in your way. Can I get a witness? Some of y'all looking real serious right about now. I I understand that. Yeah, you're probably into some deep thought. That's good. Verse 31. Or what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulted whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000? Or else, uh, while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an embassy and desireth conditions of peace. See, listen, if the man knows that he doesn't have enough to win the battle, then what does he do? Hey, He got himself some folk together, go out there and say, hey, run out there, stop that king, tell him, don't come here. Uh, Whatever conditions of peace we need to make, we'll make it because we're not willing to die because we don't have enough to finish. We don't have enough to fight with. The Lord is saying right here, count the cost. Count the cost. So likewise, whosoever he is of you that forsaketh not all, say all. Say all, all. say forsake all. forsake all, okay? Whosoever does not forsake all that he hath cannot, say cannot, cannot. Be, my be my disciple. So the Lord is saying, when it come time to come to church and they breaking in houses all over your neighborhood, come to church.
1: Amen.
0: You say, this, is, this doesn't make sense. I know it. It doesn't make sense to me either. But the Lord is going to meet every need. The stuff we got, he blessed us with it. You don't have to sit there and watch your stuff. The earth is lost, the fullness there are, the world and they that dwell in. I told y'all one time about when they broke in my house and stole my overcoat and my blue jeans and a lot of other stuff. Went out the window with my TV too. I just called a man, had the window replaced, and, and, and came on to church. And I found out why the Lord let him do it. It sure wasn't because I'm not a tither. Amen. The Lord let him steal my stuff so he could bless me with some more stuff. Amen. Don't put things and people and, and, and et cetera before your commitment to the Lord. How many of y'all understand what I'm saying? Good, you're a wise people. All right, verse thirty-four. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost its savor, with what shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor yet for the dung hill. You know what a dung hill is, don't you? It's where a lot of cows get together and shoot the breeze. He says neither fit for the land nor yet for the dung hill. But men cast it out. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear it. Now, now listen. Jesus said that if you start out, this is the import of the passages that we just got through reading. Let me wrap it up in a nice little package and give it to you. Jesus said, if you start out following me, and you know how baby Christians are, they want to, Tell everybody, child, I gave my heart to Jesus today. Child, I'm going to be baptized. Yeah, child, I mean, the Lord just bless me. The Lord was a real wonderful day, you know. And they go on with that. And then all of a sudden, something happened. Persecution comes because for the word's sake, it comes. Then, you know, things start getting a little hot. The supervisor on the job rise up against them. And, and, and they just have difficulty breaking out all over. Then their financial base really begin to erode and look like they don't have any money anymore. Some, some of y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you say, Well, now I'm just putting too much money in church. I'm just spending too much time at that church. I need to do something else with myself. And then you start dropping out of service, not coming to prayer meeting, dropping out of this and dropping out of that. And then the same people that, that saw you when you were on fire, they see you now. And they say, Well, are you going to church? And say, No, I ain't going back. No, I ain't been to church now in quite a while. So, Well, child, no, what happened? Say, It was just taking up too much of my time. I'm, I'm not, no. I go every nine then. <laughs>
1: the
0: Lord say that salt, talk about the person, ain't good for nothing. <laughs> Than to be trodden under the foot of men. Can you imagine taking some of your table salt outside, sprinkling it in, in the yard, mixing it with the dirt, and then trying to get it out of there to come back and put it on the steak? <laughs> huh? The Lord said, now, you're the salt of the earth. If you turn around on Christ, men ain't going to respect you. People that are close around you won't respect you. You're going to lose ground, good for nothing. And boy, you know, when a cow go through a a paddy and do something, go through a pasture and do something, you might as well forget that. That's what the Lord said. Now, that salt ain't good for nothing. It ain't good for the land, and it ain't good for man. Don't let the devil rob you of your commitment to Christ, because if you you try to turn around and go back, you're going to find out that you're going to stumble and fall. And I need to tell you, the people in the ballroom ain't going to pick you up. They're going to give you another drink. All right, we're having fun. Now, Paul knew what it would cost him. Go to Philippians. Philippians chapter 3. Talking about the cost of discipleship. In Philippians chapter 3, and commencing at verse 7 through eleven. If you're there, say praise the Lord. Let's read. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. The apostle here says, now you know what? I was of the tribe of Benjamin, a Pharisee of the Pharisees. I was well educated. But he said, now when I gave my heart to Jesus Christ, I counted all that I had that was going for me, I counted that as a liability. Look back up in verse 7. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ." You got that? You have to lose your life. See, listen. Brothers, you may be well educated. And thank God for educated folk. But you've known nothing until you've known the love of God. Paul says, I've taken all that I had that was in the wind column that I had attained on my own and I counted that as loss. As a matter of fact, he used the same terminology uh, Down in verse 8, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. See, it cost him something. It cost him. His countrymen turned against him. He kept right on going. The people that he had associated with for years turned against him. He kept right on going. are willing to keep right on going no matter who turns against you how many of you today already got it made up in your mind that you started out with the Lord and you're going right on through Paul says I counted all that as loss. I don't care that's what he's said I don't care if they stop speaking to me because I'm talking now to Jesus Christ I don't care If they ever come by my house anymore during the holiday season to try to party, because I don't party anymore, I just rejoice in the Lord always. Amen. This ain't going to sound good, but boy, it's sure going to bring the point home. Paul said, all my education, all of my pedigree, all of my Jewish background, look in verse 8, latter portion. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dong cow patty
1: Uh, excretion
0: Paul said it wasn't cow patty it wasn't when I consider all that I had done on my own and I look in the face of Jesus man it wasn't nothing I counted just as refuge what what they make fertilizer out of. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Boy, but you got a lot of people following Christ. They they think they Mr. B cause they got a little degree on the wall.
1: I just come here today to say to you <laughs>
0: Education is knowing who God is. Education is knowing who God is. Man, when Moses came to the burning bush, guess what? He had to take them shoes off. The Lord said, now you get them shoes off because the ground on which you stand is holy ground. You can't bring your degrees and all these other pedigrees into this thing. Paul looked back, man. He said, "All that education I had, speaking fourteen different languages, and educated uh, in the best universities of his day, and was one of the wisest men, and wrote classic Greek." Paul says, "Man, when I came face to face with Jesus on the road to Damascus, I looked at all this stuff that I had done in my flesh. I say, mm-hmm. I know what you was waiting on." <laughs> He said, I counted all his refuse that I may win Christ. Now, to win Christ, he is talking about communion with Christ. That, 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 he said, out of all that I've learned, what I really want out of this whole transaction with Jesus is just to commune with him. Just have communion in my spirit with him. Just talk face to face in my spirit with the Lord. Paul said, now this is really what, to me, what life is when I can tell God all about it, when I can just cast my care on him totally and know that the man got the power to do whatever it is that I ask him to do on my behalf in his wonderful name. Paul said, man, I, I learned what, what, what fellowship is. I, I learned what communion with God is. Right. Say, man, when I was learning how to write Greek and all that other stuff, it didn't get me closer to God. Amen. When I walked across the stage of Jerusalem University and got that PhD degree, it didn't get me closer to God. Paul said, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. Paul said that I want to know Jesus so well until nothing in this world can make me doubt Him. I want to be drawn so close to Jesus Christ until when I look at a situation, I see through it and see Christ. Paul said, "That's that's all I want, communion with him fellowship with him. I want to pour my heart out to him. And if I pour my heart out, if I come to him with a broken heart and pour it out, then I know that he's going to make me whole. You've known nothing until you've known the love of God. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection being made conformable unto his death. Paul says I want to die out to this world. That I might live unto God. How many of you today just want to die out to yourself, to this world, so that Christ can get the glory out of your life? That's what this gospel is all about. It's not about running up talking about Jesus, I love you, coming to my heart and saving me, and then running out doing your own thing. Uh -uh. It's about living a holy, consecrated, superly dedicated life, a total commitment to Christ. That's commitment on Monday, commitment on Sunday, and the whole week through. Let's walk in the gospel, talking the gospel. Living it, breathing it, giving it out, sharing it, getting it back into your spirit, turning it back out. God does not have enough recycling disciples. Y'all just getting this word sitting on it. You need to recycle it. You need to put it out there. One reason a lot of people don't put it out there because they want to be secret agent double old soul. God don't need no secret disciples. Man, you getting this word, y'all to pass it on. But it's going to have to take death to self to open your mouth up for Christ. Boys, hard open your mouth up for Jesus when you're living wrong. Because self doesn't ever want to be perceived as being a hypocrite. So self would just shut up. You know why? Because he wants to save self. When you deal with truth, you got to come out on the cutting edge. You got to have your life open for public and private scrutiny. You got to have on an asbestos suit. Be willing to take the heat. Live a life holy before God and man. Quit trying to save yourself and hide in the dark and doing all this stuff. How? hello are you there did you go home (laughs) for Christ I live and for Christ I'm willing to die you say preacher somebody came in here right now and take your life would you lay it down for Christ no man I get out of here Uh, you see that though you see the whole way the carpenter left in a minute. <laughs> you know how Paul Now, Don't be looking at me like that. See, because I'm just being honest. Now, you can go ahead and be whatever you want going to be.
2: I'm being honest. Today's message, The Cost of Discipleship, FC7006, FC7006, is now available on CD for only $5. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885 or you can mail any request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119 or email us greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Greenwood Acres has a new website. You can go there to get ministry announcements, connect with the ministry, purchase messages and merchandise and so much more. It can be found at gwafgbc.org. That's gwafgbc.org. We also have a new Know Your Bible video on demand page. You can access it from the website's main page. Just click on the Know Your Bible on demand link. We trust that it will be a blessing to you. Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is,
1: will I? I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago And he answered me Came into my heart And brought with him the gift of eternal life And he'll do the same for you if you call Say these words to Jesus Say Jesus I believe you are Lord Come into my heart I believe that God raised you from the dead I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. Seven four eight zero Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana. Seven eleven nineteen. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much much love to you. Now I see.